evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Quad Pro Quo Podcast, a weekly film podcast inspired by the quid pro quo scene of Silence of the Lambs, featuring the four co-hosts, Ali, Tammy, Guido, and Matt. This is the second week of our second season and the second match of our cage match. In this corner, released in 2022, directed by Tom Gormican and starring Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal with a budget of $30 million estimated and a worldwide gross of $29 million. I give you the unbearable weight of massive talent. And in this corner, released in 1987, directed by Joel Cohen, written by Joel and Ethan Cohen, starring Nicolas Cage and Holly Hunter. I give you a Guido's pick, Raising Arizona. Okay. So we're starting Cage Match Round 2. Round 2. Which is... Yeah. Tammy's pick of the unbearable weight of massive talent. Massive talent. Versus Guido's pick of raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. Tammy. Yeah. You know the rules. You get 25 minutes to talk about your movie, and then we will vote on the categories. Shall I go over the categories one more time? Thank you again, John, for being here. Oh, yeah. Thanks, John. Yeah, John. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It should be a pleasure, maybe. Uh, We'll see. The categories are movie with the best car. Movie with the best meltdown slash line. Movie with the best supporting cast. Movie with the best gun slash action. And then your favorite movie. Just a recap from last week's episode. Uh, There may be a head-to-head pair-off at the end of this episode. The Rock devastated Conair. Devastated. A four-to-one victory. Almost flawless victory. Almost like he got hit with VX poison gas. No. That's it's how you're going to feel after this week. Ooh! Ah! Wow. <laughs> I mean, technically... I mean, so a lot of these categories are definitely skewed towards your movies. So. Te- technically, uh, her movie does have VX gas in it, if I do recall the scenes yes, in the bunker. Tammy, are you ready? I am ready. So the floor movie, is Tammy's. Did we say my movie? Well, I did, yeah. Oh, but right, I'm going right. to start it. Ready? Three, two, one. All right, so this meta movie is full of anything and everything that you would want in a movie. Oh. It's got a bromance. It's mm-hmm. got love story. It has a father-son story. Oh. It has a journey. What do you mean father-daughter? Father's Father-daughter movie. Uh-huh. It has action-adventure. Yes. It has suspense. It has comedy. Wow. It's got, it's got it all. It's got guns. Guns. So, Gucci loafers. Guns from Gucci other movies. And vans. Unfortunately, it also, are there boobs? There are no boobs. Unfortunately, it also has Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. I liked her. Well, I liked her too. I loved her accent. No, I lied. I was thinking of his wife, Olivia. But Tiffany Haddish is awesome. Oh, his God. ex-wife. She's such, such a funny actress. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yes. love her. So anyways, that is the unbearable weight of massive talent. So it stars Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. From The Mandalorian. Exactly. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. And The Last of Us, which will be debuting after our cage matches. And Boba. Before our cage match. And Go watch it. Tiffany Haddish is one of the FBI agents. CIA. CIA. Covert Ops. Sharon Hogan is Cage's leading lady. And then Neil Patrick Harris is in this movie. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Demi Moore also plays a little cameo at the end. Which no one needed. Don't And don't forget Michael Sheen and Kate Beckinsale's daughter. Yes. Lily Mo Sheen. Lily Mo Sheen. Yep. So, uh, movie starts out. Um, and this is a movie played by Nick Cage about Nick Cage being the himself. So meta. So meta. Well, but they spell it differently. So, it's a different Nick Cage. Correct. Totally. He really needed it to be differentiated between a Nick and I see is him in like the real person. And then Nick Cage and I see K is the character. Okay. So and then there's also Nikki, who is his like egocentric self that he constantly fights and debates with in the movie. Layer upon layer. Which funny enough, he dresses up just like 
this crazy interview he did that Allie used for our promo for this. I did, yeah. He's literally like I how he what talk show he's on. I think he's on like the Today Show or something. I thought like it was that? like some inner like this European show. I don't he know. Just went, like ape shit. It was British. It was British. Yeah. Blanking okay. on the name of the host of it. And he like kicks and he's like, Wah! and he's wearing the exact same outfit that zero he, cocaine was involved. Yeah. To prep for that part, he watched like previous interviews of himself. Sounds about right. To prepare to play himself. <laughs> So he watched like uh, uh, publicity for other movies and talk shows and interviews so and all of these things to get prepared to play himself in a movie. So he method actored his himself. Correct. He's Harry all Wogan. fucked up. Dude. That was the host of the BBC. Talk oh, okay, show okay, on. okay. So the beginning of this movie. First, it's this young woman and her boyfriend watching Nick Cage. Oh, what were they Con watching? Air. Yes, they're watching Conair. Yes. <laughs> And they're like, this is the, the fucking best movie ever. Well, they liked it. All of a sudden. They were also like 19-year-olds smoking weed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we all like, thought that was the movie And they weren't simultaneously watching The Rock. Right. Well, then these like robbers come in and they kill her boyfriend. And then he <laughs> ru- they run around the house and then they abduct her. While the song from Con Air is playing. Correct. <laughs> Tell me why. And then it cuts to Nick Cage meeting with a director of David um, Gordon Green. David Gordon Green. Pineapple um, Express and the new Halloween movies. Trying to get a <laughs> Danny part McBride's of one of buddy. his movies. Yes. And originally in the script, um, Tom Gormican wanted him to be interviewing or auditioning to play a Quentin Tarantino movie. That that tracks. So anyway, so he he is just being like a egomaniac. But I, yeah, I feel like if it was Quentin Tarantino, Quentin would have sat there and been like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, I'd love, I would love, yeah, I would love you for doing. It. Come on, come on, do it, do it." Do I don't know. He's okay. never been in a Tarantino movie, so. And the guys like oh, there were a lot of feet in this film. This might have been a Tarantino oh. movie. So he he's like, "I want to audition for you. I want to I want to read." And the guys like, "No, you don't need to. You already have the part." So then he reads, and the guys With that like, "Horrible Boston accent." All right, great. Boston accent, everything. Everybody's cheering for him in the parking lot. So he's like kind of building himself up to be this like struggling actor. He goes and meets with his agent. His agent, he's like, "This is the like life part of a lifetime for me. The agent's like you're in a, an amazing, incredible amount of debt. Yes, you owe a hotel six hundred thousand dollars. This will put us back on the map. Not yeah. that we ever left. By the Not way, not that we ever left. There's this birthday party that somebody wants to pay you to come to, and he's like, I'm not doing that. It's beneath me. It's beneath me. It's beneath me. Then we meet his family, uh, his ex-wife and his daughter Addie. And we meet Addie and him at therapy. Um, this that, part, because he's like sitting there and he's talking to the the therapist uh-huh. like, I need this. I need this. I could do this. And then she's like, and how do you think this affects Addie? <laughs> Who's just on her phone. Yeah. yeah. She's like, uh, I don't care. Just don't want to watch the cabinet of Dr. Caligari again. Mm-hmm. It's all about him. It's all about Nick. It's all about what it's Nick all about you, Brian. Then we find out he has an ex-wife, and she's an ex for a reason because he's so self-centered. And then uh, she says, you know, come to the birthday party for his daughter. And while he's on his way to the birthday party, he gets a call from Neil Patrick Harris, who's his agent, and says that he didn't get the part. No. So he gets shit-faced shenanigans, embarrasses himself at his daughter's birthday party, uh, gets driven home, home meaning to the hotel. Can't get into the room. It's funny that he got drunk off of that. I used to, I <laughs> we used to party at the Yellow House, and I literally would only have two thirds of a bottle of Jack Daniels and be fine. So I thought of the exact same year of our life when watching that. I was just like, how were we nineteen and way better at holding our liquor? And Nicholas Cage says the guy that vomited under an entertainment center. We didn't find it. Are you it. talking to me or him? him. <coughs> well, yeah, we watched well, we you both, both do that. that. You Gross. both did it? Yeah. High five. Yeah. I thought that was just Matt. No, his was just no. way grosser. Because it was left there? Yes. Well, and then we put his cell phone on his tummy because he was constantly buzzing. Oh, yeah, he was very popular that night. He was very popular. He was trying to be reached. Oh, boy. It was actually a poor 10 of the future because he was passed out by 930. 
Sounds about right. Sounds like uh, someone else we know. Hey, Steve. that's me. Oh. oh, I was going to say same person. Anyway. Sleepy Steve. So once he's like, oh shit, I don't have a job. I can't pay my bills. My family hates me. I'm going to do this birthday party gig. And then retire. And then retire. And little Nikki is yelling at him in his mind. So there's a scene that he's fighting with himself about Nikki, you know, being his biggest cheerleader about his career and saying, you know, you're an epic actor. You need to continue. You're a star. You're a star. You're not an actor. You're a fucking movie star. Next scene, we are flying to Spain. And uh, Nick gets off of the plane and he is stopped by um, the CIA. Tiffany Haddish Tiffany and Haddish. Ike Barinholtz. And she... She's, I, thought, I think she's kind of funny in this. She is. I thought she was good. She's I was not also in it that much. I was the dude who played Gunter from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ike Barinholtz, yeah. So they stop... They, she stops him and she geeks out because she's a big fan and slips a tracking device in his pocket. They, I loved you in the Croods, too. I love too. you in the Croods, too. Have um, you seen the Croods? Is that is that good? You guys have kids. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm a 44-year-old man. I haven't seen the Croods fucking, too. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My note literally says, should I watch the Croods, too? Tammy, yeah. should we watch the Croods? Now. The Croods 1 was good. Is he not in the Croods 1? No, you just need to watch Paddington 2. He is. Yes, Paddington 2 is big in this. It makes me want to be a better man. man, (laughs) Javi, who is played by Pedro Pascal, picks him up. Daddy. Mandalorian. Oh my gosh, he's so sexy. Such a daddy. (laughs) Um, He could bring bring Nick Cage in warm or cold, his choice. And (sighs) Javi, uh, he doesn't know Javi is who he is. Uh, So Nick's like, um, is thinking Javi's like uh, a pervert, a, a worker. Uh, he's like, is is this person going to like want me to like fuck his wife or watch him fuck his wife or anything like that? And or suck he's his like, dick. I am Javi. He's like, oh, it's a sweet boat. Okay. Nick, really nice, really boat. sweet boat. Such a nice boat. Yeah, yeah. I don't know shit about boats, Near and I know that's a nice boat. And his house is cool. And he's a nice pool. He lives the in Mallorca. Is amazing. Mallorca. He's an olive farmer or something. They grow olive, the trees. Yeah, olive oil. Yeah. So that starts this, uh, the main part of the movie where we get to know Nick Cage and Javi's new friendship. So Nick actually quotes and says, Javi, this is like the most fun I've had in a really long time. It's quite a bromance. Yeah, mm-hmm. because because um, Javi, Pedro Pascal, and I've said it before, I'll say it, he, he's just, he's like the ultimate fanboy. He loves Nick Cage. He's just sitting there and he's like, Chris Farley interviewing famous people. He's like, remember when you did this? Yes. That was awesome. Yeah, when he has <laughs> adorable his, scene. His top three favorite movies, he says Face Off as one of them. I know. I like Face Off, though. Um, I want to take his face oh When they off. first have the scene where Nick Cage is, like, relaxing by the pool in his bathing suit, and Javi comes up to him, and he's, like, shy, and he's, like, geeking out and shrugging his shoulders. <laughs> and look look at my dick. Yeah. He's <laughs> shirt cocking it. He, he did have a very small bathing suit. Well, he's, oh, he's European. <laughs> I know. How did you not notice that? I didn't notice. You he didn't like see... He didn't Winnie see... the fucking poo. Come you on. didn't see baby Groku there? <laughs> Just, Damn it. I would have to rewatch oh, yeah. it. He'd bring you in warm, trust me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he says, I'm... And then what are you going to do after the party? He says, I'm going to go back to the pit of nothingness for which I came. <laughs> They're like, tell me about how you made the rock. And he just drops right into the pool and basically tries to drown him. Javi's cousin is sitting there and is like, oh, uh, yeah, remember when you used to be a big movie star? <laughs> and now you're, you're shit. Yeah. Lucas is a dick. He is. Um, so just some some really cool scenes. There's uh, there's a lot of action scenes, but they go for a drive up to the cliffs in their Land Rover. It's like this it's sweet really car. cool off roading, like retro looking Land Rover. It's like some people teal. thought it was a Jeep. Some well, people thought it was a Jeep. I don't know how they made that mistake. It was a Land Rover Defender, which were originally built on Jeep frames. So, <laughs> okay, see, you know. Plus, I like how retro it looked. It's cool. And God, Javi... It's uh, an old one. It, yeah, it didn't look <laughs> oh, retro. Oh, is it retro? <laughs> yeah, no, that's an 80s Land Rover. Oh, I thought it was like a new one that kind of like looked old. No, it's just that rich people keep the old ones looking new. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's basically... It's a, It's not a starter car. 
No, that, it's that's a finishing, a finishing car. car. Okay. It's a it's chariot of the gods. The golden god. Zeus's butthole. I wrote down oh chariot of the gods. So Javi takes him up to these cliffs and starts like coaxing him to act. And he's like, Javi, I'm basically not going to be doing this. I'm retiring. I'm not acting anymore. And then he coaxes him some more and they jump off of a cliff into the water. That and that's hurt. the beginning of their bromance. There is 100% water up both of their buttholes. Oh, for sure. They, it would really hurt. Well, yeah. You just got to like, clench on the way down. I mean, so I jumped high. off a cliff like that. You can clench all you want. No. I've jumped off a cliff. You just got it as watertight, like a dolphin's butthole. I've never jumped off a cliff watertight. because I'm not a dumbass. <laughs> so uh, so then they talk about Javi's screenplay that he wa- that he sent to Nick, and he Nick never got it. So Javi sends it to him, and he's like, this is gold. Let's do this. He's also high off his ass right now. Yeah. A lot of LSD. A lot of LSD. While driving. I love that. so dangerous. No, no, no. We need to expand. No, the LSD comes later. We need to expand our consciousness. This is the weed. The weed, yeah. This isn't LSD. We need to increase our creativity. The LSD is while they're actively writing. Well, she's got under 10 minutes, so it can't come too much later. Okay. So um, they are working together and decide that they're going to write a, a movie together. So they're coming up with a lot of premise for the movie. And the, re- the reason why they're writing it together is because Nick Cage got hijacked by the CIA, got revealed to that the CIA was investigating Javi and they need him to stay on the compound longer. Right. To a drug dealer or an arms dealer? Arms dealer. Arms dealer. Okay. And they abducted a diplomat's they, daughter. They abducted the president's daughter. At the beginning of the movie. Okay. They abducted the president's daughter Sergio. to get him to drop out of the election. Exactly. Yeah. They buy and sell the guns of Rambo. So oh, that's okay. all I'm going to say about the U.S. War war. Uh, that whole like storyline. Can't wait for next year. Lord okay. War. So then later on in the movie, uh, he <laughs> takes some LSD because Javi is like, we need to be more creative. We need to talk about how we're going to write this movie. Let's take some LSD and let's go for a drive in our Porsche Speedster. And Nicholas Cage is really city. hesitant, isn't he? He's like, mm, maybe not. Maybe I don't want to He's do like, the LSD. Fuck it, let's do it. He's like, CIA <laughs> job, doing LSD. All right. He's like, ah, fuck They it. did invent it. So they go for a drive in the city and they see these guys sitting on a step and they're like, are they are they watching us? Let's do a paranoid scene in our movie. Those two guys are watching us. <laughs> that was so, so funny. And then they're like, let's ride, let's ride. <laughs> um, and then the other scene that I loved was when they were trying to climb over that cement wall. And he's like, buddy, I'm not going to leave you. And Nick's You're on the top of the wall. You're heavier than I expected. I have a bigger head. Yeah. I have a really big head. It's truly massive. He's just... Just go without me, man. And then Nick's on the other side of the wall, and Javi like peeks his head over. Pedro like, Pascal's hey. head peeking around that corner gave me fucking life. <laughs> I swear to God, it was beautiful. It was so good. It turns out we could have just gone around. Speeding up, Nick's family's flown out to Spain because they discover while they're on LSD that Nick has a lot of family problems that need to be worked out before they can really concentrate on the screenplay. It's great Putting his blocked. family in danger. His daughter gets abducted by the bad guy, which ends up being Lucas, Javi's cousin. I thought that guy was kind of hot. Ew, I don't like the blonde hair. I it do. It was the Cisco hair. It was the hair. <laughs> it was the weird bug eyes that turned me off because he's, he's got like those weird like... Eh. I liked it. So Javi... And if you dated him, unlimited cereal. I mean, come on. He was Hurts. really into cereal. Fruit Loops, though. Are Fruit Loops not as colorful in Europe like they are oh, now? Oh, it's because everything in yeah. Spain is actually sepia-toned. Yeah, cornflakes yeah. are better, right, Allie? What? You mean cornflakes with a ton of sugar on top? Yeah. Just eat Frosted Flakes. <laughs> Next So part. Javi and Maria, his love, lovely lady. Gabriella. And then, Gabriella, Gabriella, thank you. And then Liv, Olivia, Nick's ex-wife, and Nick go to the compound. I think it's like a church or something, right? A monastery? A monastery. Yeah. And it's a fortress. And they it's put a fortress. A, and they put a bunch of uh, makeup on Nick to make him play the rival. The rival Sergio. Um, 
yeah, the rival gunrunner that just came out of nowhere to join up with Lucas's empire. Yeah, yeah. with a big Italian nose. Yeah, All I crazy. could see was Charlie Day playing Serpico. <laughs> <laughs> Here we have the Golden Guns. It's a oh. huge action scene. We have, you know, car chases, men on Ooh. motorcycles, people throwing knives at each other, yep. getting stabbed. No People grenades, getting though. getting hit by cars. The um, Gabriella has a, an assault rifle. Pretty cool. She is a badass bitch. She was a badass bitch. So, She's probably obvious. the most badass bitch out of this whole cage match. Just yeah. saying. So, obvious to say, Nick comes out on top. They rescue the daughter, uh, the, both of the daughters, uh-huh. from Lucas. Uh-huh. And they uh, save the day. And the end of the movie, or the end of the action scene features Demi Moore who is because playing Demi Demi yeah cuz they make they make a movie out of this they whole experience yes. yeah yeah so their their vision is becoming a reality and Nick ends up being you know getting everything that he wants in the end he gets his family he Javi gets his screenplay he is in a good light in Hollywood and he gets an opportunity to go home with his family yeah. and not <clears throat> you know and he gets a best friend Javi. Javi. Lifelong best friend. And he gets to go home and watch Paddington 2. I still have not seen Paddington 2. It makes me want to be a better man. And there's an ep- the last scene that I just wanted to highlight. Nick thinks that he's found the girls on Javi's compound. So he finds a door that this, the CIA brought him to. And he's like, Javi, I need to see what's in this room. Oh, my God. Are you sure? And Javi's like, are you sure you're ready for this? This could change our whole relationship. It's good change how you might feel about me. Yeah. So he unlocks the door and it's a shrine of all Nicolas Cage movie, everything that Shrines are creepy. This was beautiful. It was this like a was, museum. It was a museum. There was a wax figurine. This is like that the, was this is like <laughs> it was very thorough. <laughs> this is like Tammy unlocking the cheat code to possibly giving her advantage for everything in this movie. I know. <laughs> and he's like, is that a replica of me? And he, he's like, how much did that cost? It's it's grotesque. It's, it's grotesque. It's grotesque. It cost me $6,000. I'll, I'll give you $20,000. I'll give you $20,000. This is why you have money it's problems. It's not for sale. <laughs> it is not for sale. <laughs> and he had a uh, an elegant string of pearls configuration. He did. Yes, he did. He had he did. the face-off pillow. He also had the chainsaw from Mandy. He did. He did. He, did. he had the chainsaw Underrated film. He gave oh, every piece. he gave everybody on the set a signed pillow. Who Nicholas Cage? Did? Yeah, from oh, in this movie. Gosh. Yeah. Which, I would have so loved. Which Matt and Allison have the pillow. We no, do. not that pillow. It's, oh, it's no? a different face. That's yeah, a it's a different face. face. That's a different it's a different face. pillow. It's a, it's the same concept, though. It is. It's one of those glitter pillows. Yeah. I also Secret. have one of Ango. Glitter is gross. I have one of Ango Gabloyian <laughs> as well. Oh yeah. Derivative. Famous. Um, I got two minutes, Tammy. So. so I don't. I don't think that there there isn't really a meltdown that I would want to feature. It would be the line. Nick fucking. Says, yeah. Woo! Woo! Cage. Yeah. That good. is Nikki talking uh, to Nick. I don't know about I, his career. That's also, right. Nick. Nick Cage smooches good. Yeah, yeah, that was good after they kiss, after Nick Cage kisses himself. Yeah, that that's good yeah! Nick Cage smooches good. Epic. <laughs> um, best supporting cast. I mean Pedro Pascal and Yeah, he literally just rested on one person. <laughs> I mean I, I But you yeah. know what? That's what all it takes. Yeah. It's true. Neil Patrick Harris is pretty That's awesome. that's why it's best supporting actor and not best supporting cast. Best cars. Or actress, I should say too. So he drives a Ferrari in the very first scene when he goes to meet the it's an old Ferrari. Actor, it's a, Ferrari? The black it's a Ferrari. Yes. Three four hundred I. Famous know. for being the first ever Ferrari sold with an automatic transmission. It's ugly. It I is. Know. Yeah, they I were trash. Real it's trash. A, it's a I didn't know. They were for, also called an everyman's Ferrari because they were similar yeah. price point to the Corvette. Oh. No, it it, re, it reminded me of like the shitty. I box, still want one. The shitty boxy '90s Mustang. It has a prancing horse on it. Yes. All right, go ahead. And the Speedster and that cute little Land Rover and the guns. Do you need any more guns than those two golden guns? Not really. Who that, made them, Tammy? Yeah. Huh? Who made those guns? Yeah. What's the manufacturer of those guns? I don't fucking know. Come on, guys. No, 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 no. 
Come on. No, you, you come on. 20 seconds. Don't waste time. Tell me time. who made those guns, Tams. Smith and Wesson. Smith and Wesson. Oh my God! Springfield Armory, 1911s. Please, people. Perfect. Thank you, Guido. Eight, seven. And they're also the guns from Face Off. That's why it's the best. It's funny. It's fun. Yeah, but it's got like ten movies in it. It's like cheating. All right. I felt very rushed. I had so there's so much to unpack. I know, but I didn't get to talk about anything funny. Thing. I Can, love how funny it was. I I just want to say one thing now. It's funny just, how you just, picked it. That's just cool. no, just in between in between Greedo and Tammy's pick right now. And I do want this on record, so I want this to make the actual cut of the episode. We'll see. If this is going to skew anyone's vote, no, 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 it's not. It's not. No, 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 no. It's, it's not getting no, right now. Ten thousand. No, it's not. Ticks. What happened was. While we were doing hashing out this whole this whole cage match thing, uh, the trailer for the movie Renfield dropped. Yeah, okay, you know the it's the one now where Nick Cage is going to play Dracula, and Tammy was sitting there and like this looks dumb. I don't want to watch this movie because it looks bad. I guarantee you, we go back a year to the day now. She was saying the same thing about the unbearable weight of massive talent. You were giving a lot of eye rolls when we were talking about. Yeah, when we were talking about going to see this movie in theaters. She didn't come with us to see it in theaters. Oh, (laughs) ding! Fries are done. The proof is in the pudding. Because I have two toddlers. That's true. That's why I don't go to the Point movies. One for Tammy. Yeah. But Who's going to watch my toddlers? The babysitter we're paying right now. You didn't invite me either. How about that? I wasn't invited. Yeah, I, I guarantee I, I you that's probably Let's keep going. Do you want to argue some more about why I wasn't at a fucking movie? No, but you hated the the trailer for this you movie when it came out. What is it? do with anything. What does it have to saying, do with anything? So, I, I saw just, the trailer on make it into HBO now. Now Max into and I said, let's watch <laughs> it. Cutting it all out. Cutting yeah. it all out. Thank you. Because now cut, I'm getting cut, pissed. Cut. Like, why? Why is this I important? just wanted it on record because you were record talking... for who? For yeah, record me. for who? For me. For fucking Shakiko in the corner? Great, Shakiko. <laughs> you know that I like movies, but apparently not <sighs> this... You know what I forgot to bring up in in your rock episode? How they felt the need to play like weird Scottish Highland music sometimes when when Sean Connery was on. Oh, that's just Hans Zimmer. We also didn't bring up the fact that the entire theme, like all the music from the rock, is the exact. You're gonna like. I guarantee you, you're gonna like Renfield, and you're probably gonna pick Renfield. Commentary on the trailer. That's all looked, I was saying. He looked creepy. All right. <clears throat> That's all I was saying. It looked. It, I knew it was supposed to be a funny trailer, a funny movie. All right, Tammy. Thank you for your. I feel pick. like what? Never mind. What's it's wrong? It's fine. You can't go again. I'm sorry. I don't want to go again. Okay. Okay. We I feel can't. like I've been sabotaged again. Why? Because he brought up some negativity but in the middle of the cut. episode. All I said cut. was, I oh, think... We heard what you said. We're done. Okay? You're being a weenus. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to stay in. <laughs> All right. Yo, Tammy's pick. Rock, uh, people's elbow. Yeah. A variable weed of massive talent. We are now going to Guido for his pick of Raising Arizona. Okay, so we start with a goddamn convenience store robber named H.I. Ha! His name is H.I. McDonough. (laughs) And uh, he's in and out of the clink. And uh, the person, uh, the lady officer that keeps taking his picture every time, her name is Edwina Ed, played by um, Holly Hunter. Kind of the whistling in this, I feel like. Yeah, because <laughs> quad she, pro quo she stayed alum. away from a lot of words that started and ended well, with I feel S. Like the accent helps. <laughs> okay. One time he's in there and uh, she she's beside herself and he goes, "What's wrong, honey?" And she reveals that her finance left her. My finance left me. My finance. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking died. So he's like, "You tell him, you tell him that you're with HI." What's his actual name? It's like it's H.I. McDonough. Harold. 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 Okay. Okay. Indigo oh, McDonough. He writes it down on a letter to her later. I thought it was I Herbert. Remember. I'm sorry. Oh, shit. It might have been Herbert. So I have it written down like four more pages. As later. soon as okay. he's released, he stops back in. He goes, I'm stopping back in to put a ring on your finger. And so they get married and they move into a double wide out in the desert. 
It looks like a ring you'd get out of a Cracker Jack box. box. And they look like they're living. I think they filmed the Vegas vacation, Uncle Eddie. Oh, yeah. Yes. Cousin Eddie sees there, or the Hills Have Eyes. I know I've referenced the Hills Have Eyes. Early on, Ed shows up in in her squad car, bawling her eyes out because she says, I'm barren. I'm barren. I'm barren. They can't have kids. How does the doctor put it? Apparently that her fallopian tubes don't have any, they have a rocky purchase where my my sperm can't grab on her. <laughs> yeah, it can't deposit. This is a ridiculous something. explanation. explanation it's it is best. Herbert. It's like, Herbert. 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 And then also just hear it, like. My uterus is rocks and I can't it, get over them. No, nah, yeah, it's <laughs> because Nick, yeah, it was Nicolas Cage saying, he's like, apparently her, her uterus is just a bunch of rocks that. That I can't make my deposit or some, something. So they definitely they want to have kids, but they can't have kids. So they try to adopt kids, and then they can't adopt kids because of his lengthy criminal history. Yes. They so, don't cancel out. Exactly. No. So they're watching TV, and they see that somebody has had five children at the same time called the Arizona Quince. And they're born to some regionally furnished, uh, regionally famous furniture. Nathan Arizona. Nathan Arizona. That's right. So the man not- knew how to make an ad. Yes. Well, uh, he also knew how to make five babies at once. Uh, with, so with his super sperm, uh, they decided. Well, they, that, the wife is taking fertility pills. They said that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this was like that Simpsons episode where okay. I got nine babies. Because that's yeah. every. Well, he, well, they say it on the on the on the news report too. So HI thought that they might have more than they could handle. More than they so, could handle. I did say that in the paper too. The headline. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Got to keep me straight. Yeah. Well, they head over to uh, Nathan Arizona's house with a ladder. They're gonna steal one. And uh, they take one. They they're they're pretty sure it's Nathan Jr. But you know they weren't labeled. You know what I mean? The crib was that they were giant. Labeled. They got them mixed up. That giant. They were all in the same crib, dude. Like, come on. They that, were in a row. They were all under the little. Nathan. They were in a. They fucking moved. They were highly organized babies. There wasn't any dividers I don't in know the. If you know this, these babies were of the, the master race, tree. and they were labeled <laughs> under the thing. They stayed yeah. inside. They got to tattoo the numbers on these babies. The giant crib they were good in the giant bedroom. They were huge. And yeah, so, apparently they were all they were all newborns. But then, meanwhile, they looked like they looked like Schwarzenegger in twins yeah, after he got ripped out of that. in this turquoise right. monstrosity of a house. So uh, they're at home <laughs> with their baby, and guess who shows up? H.I.'s prison buddies, John Goodman and. William Forsyth. William, For- William, William Forsyth. Okay. Also from the, from the Rock. That's right. And they broke out of prison. No mustache in this Shawshank movie. style. Shawshank style. Yeah. But they hit a sewer line and on the way out. Up teeth. Lots of screaming. <laughs> the whole time. Because they're, they're covered in shit. Disgusting. So yeah, before they show the up to H.I.'s house, they got to get their hair done with pomade. Okay. Oh, this is such a good scene. Oh yeah! Again, so looking at the back. Cohen brothers and Pomade. I cannot. He's a Dapper Dan man, and, and oh brother, where art thou? He ain't no Pomade. He's <laughs> I can't a Dapper believe Dan. That is the same guy from the I Rock. Ain't no, I ain't using no pop. So his old prison buddies named Gale and Evel Snoots, uh, and they arrive and they they need shelter because they just broke out of prison. And you know, HI's like, "Oh come on, honey, he's just going." Stay a couple days, no big deal. And she's like, Get now we're there. stand-up citizens, and we're Even family though yep. stole this baby. Yep. The, like, they are criminals. Yeah. You can only stay one night. So uh, then, you know, he, he's working, trying to, he's trying to make a living for his family, and it really sucks working for a living. Uh, and then his boss shows up just to, you know, with his kids to see the new baby. Uh, and he wants to have like a like a little wife swap action. Oh my god, with his wife. There's something yeah. wrong with my semen. With Glenn? his wife. And they had Glenn. five or yeah. six kids Glenn. running Awful. around. His wife, played by Frances McDormand. He, and Glenn loves to tell Polak jokes. Yeah, and they're all very bad. That? And you can't get any of them right. There's something, <laughs> but then there's also something wrong with my semen. On account of my semen. Yeah, he does keep saying semen. Dip so, tap and semen are the words of the day. <laughs> and then, uh, so the whole time and there's fart. A, he's like, "Don't forget fart." Hi's got this tug, this tug of war between <clears throat> being, you know, a degenerate piece of shit or being a like a good dad and earning your keep and take care of your kids. Yeah, what what was her name, Claudia? I don't know, but she was but amazing. She, they, but there's something had, wrong with his semen. They kept saying, "You're an angel from heaven." Dip tap. 
Because you they gotta saying, get the dip tap. You gotta go to the doctor. You have a doctor yet? You gotta get the dip tap. The dip tap. And then it was. It, it had to have been like the end of the scene, and I'm like, it's T dap. It's T dap. It's diphtheria tetanus. Yeah. So Glenn uh, determines that the baby that they have, they actually stole from uh, Nathan, Arizona. He's very smart. Incredibly oh, yeah. astute. So I he's was surprised. He said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn y'all in to the police unless you give over that baby because my my, my wife says she uh, she wants to cuddle something. All the all of our children are too big to cuddle now. Even Kids the kids fu- suck. Even the they fart are shitty kid? kids. Ugh. They wrote the kid fart, wrote on, the fart on the wall, and they're all dirty. Why is everyone so dirty in this it's movie? The dust." Center. No, it's it's not dirt. It's like mud and shit. It's wet. It's not dry. It's, it's wet. Crust. It's a layer. I, I spent a good bit of time in Arizona. You don't have to be that dirty. They're that dirty by choice. So unfortunately, uh, Gail and Neville overhear this this whole thing, and they kidnap little baby Nathan Jr. Wait, yeah. I he thought just they junior. punched Glenn in the face. But he he did all that. Well, Nicholas Cage does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he says, "Stay away from my wife." Yeah. Stay away from my wife. But then John Goodman and William Forsythe. I, I They're really honest, good criminals. I honestly feel like when they made that Nothing But Trouble movie with Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd and, and everyone, that disgusting movie, they modeled those mutant baby twins off of John Goodman and William Forsythe from this movie. I now believe that. Yeah, I, I mean, I believe it too. <laughs> Sweaty, so, round, disgusting, white convicts. So Gail and Neville tie H.I. up and they get away with the baby. And then... Ed comes home and releases H.I. And H.I. is just, like, walking around the inside. He goes, I'm just going to change my life. We're going to get the baby. We're going to, you know, we're just going to live our life. And, and and this is the end of it. I'm no, no more no more crime for me. Just living on straight and narrow, okay? Just, uh, let's, and she's just Shit, we forgot the straight whole faced. awesome, like, stealing huggy scene. Oh, that was so funny. Has that happened yet? Yeah. No, that happened before this. Yeah, because okay. that was when like Holly Hunter was like, "I can't be with you anymore." Right, well, that, was, that was the most badass Holly Hunter Squidos. moment I've ever seen. That's true. Squeedo's turn. But it was a great scene, though. <sighs> it was a lot of guns in that scene. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned um, the the blankets, the Af- <gasps> the Afghans. You loved those Afghans. I did love the Afghans, <laughs> but I only have 25 minutes. And I can't exactly, talk about so fucking go. Afghans. Okay. Well, you still got so, 15. You're doing good. Yeah, you're you're doing good on time. Gail and Neville, uh, they're escaping with the baby at this point, and they become pretty attached to uh, Nathan Jr. Uh, <laughs> they start calling him Gail Jr. They start calling him Gail Jr., it's but they keep the leaving the baby on top yeah, of the I car. Like they can't be attached to him if they keep leaving him everywhere. <laughs> I thought you put him in. And there's so much yelling. There's <laughs> <laughs> Like, John Goodman's yelling. Also, imagine if that baby had still been on top of the car. Every time they realized, it just slammed on baby. the brakes. It's a very contentious. Yeah, baby. I just kept waiting for that. I kept waiting <laughs> like, for the baby to launch off that roof at like oh 70 miles an hour. Like, what if it was like a station wagon that had like the railings on top and yeah. that baby was still on it and they hit the brakes and then it slid and hit that. <laughs> oh, they rob a bank. <laughs> With a baby. With, With a, a baby. baby in hand. They rob a bank and, and guns. They, how many seconds did they tell him to, to lay down and not freeze? Lay down. Well, which one is it, sir? <laughs> so one of the tellers puts a die pack in with the money. Like so get they in the car. So they run away really, really quickly, and they get down down the road, and then they realize that they left the baby on top of the car again. <laughs> and then the die pack goes off. So they're covered in blue paint. Covered. The whole covered in blue the paint. Car is covered too. They can't even see out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> so the baby's in the middle of the road, and then the bounty hunter that uh, oh, yeah. Nathan Arizona eventually hired on the uh, arrives on his on his Harley Davidson, scoops up the baby, puts him right on the handlebars. Dirty again. Now that guy is filthy, disgusting. But that was the point of him. Oh, true. So then Hi shows up to distract uh, the big bounty hunter, and Ed grabs the baby, and Hi starts to get his ass kicked by the big bounty hunter. They have matching tattoos. Leonard Smalls. Yeah. They both have Woody Woodpecker tattoos. Like, in a way, like Nicolas Cage here, H.I. is battling his his criminal demon here, right? He's overcoming his his, his criminality, right? So there's some parallels to draw. Interesting. So uh, Smalls gets him into a bear hug. H.I. pulls some pins on the grenades on his jacket. Good call. And then, uh, you know. Also, high is uh, quite ridiculous. Quite resilient for this fight. Well, he mm-hmm. he, he can take a he punch. He can take a beating. He can take a punch, which is you know. Yes, he's been in prison a lot. 
Yes. Yeah. If you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. All right. So uh, they're remorseful at the end. We got a dead bounty hunter. We got a baby that they don't know what to do with. So they're like, you know, I think that we should return the baby. So uh, they sneak back into the Arizona home and they return Nathan Jr. And they're looking at the baby in the crib. And then the light comes on and it's Nathan fucking Arizona. And he says, you know, I, I, no, I'm not going to call any police. No harm, no foul. And this, and he goes, I, I, you just got to keep trying to have kids. I, you know, you just got to keep trying. And then Ed says, I think that I think we're through. I think we're going to get divorced. And he goes, well, I think if you're going to do something that stupid, you should at least sleep on it first. So don't make any brash decisions, you know? Wise says, words from the unpainted furniture specialist. Yeah. And then he says, go out the way you came, which is on a ladder out the window. Yeah, I love that he tried to pay the reward in unpainted furniture. Uh-huh. I yeah. could give you cash, but how about unpainted furniture? So then we got we got a, a montage to close up and tie up all the loose ends. Gail and uh, and his brother, Evel, uh, snotes, they sneak back into prison, covered in blue dye, to try and like, maybe they won't notice we were there. That's how they go back through yeah, they go back the giant through the hole, hole instead of just walking back into the prison. I, I said the same thing. Yes. I also loved that the hole had been discovered by the bounty hunter, but nobody done anything to fix it. Yeah, it like, was still just a hole with a tunnel to the prison. So during this montage, it's actually Hi's dream, and in that dream, it's we so see so beautiful. I think it's a very beautiful scene. <laughs> we see, uh, well, we, we see brothers. a family get older. You know, we see a grandmother and a grandfather like the, cherishing their grandchildren. So they do have kids. And it's implied to be well. It's them, it's you know? hopeful. Well, it's all in, in it's all in, dream. It's all in Nick Cage's dream. Yeah, it's hopeful. Yeah, if if not in Arizona, then somewhere close. Maybe it was Utah. That's the end of the movie. You still have like eight minutes. You have well, nine minutes. Okay. Nine minutes. Well, what do you want me to do? Talk Argue. about your. I don't have to tell you. Talk me, about your. Go through your. Go through your the five things. points. The best car, not my movie. Yo, that country squire was dope. <laughs> like, I, I texted okay. Matt Lindsay because he was just like, "What are the cars in raising Arizona? What are like, the hell bikes? The hell bike? That thing's I can't, cool." My Ford movie squire can't wagon, which compete is with it. Dope, and the hell bike. The movie had a, a poor speedster. Hell bike. So you had a station wagon in yours. <sighs> okay. Hell bike. So the best meltdown. The, the best meltdown time. was by Holly Hunter and not even Nicolas Cage. I think Holly Hunter okay. definitely had a good meltdown, and I let, well, any. I mean, anytime John Goodman was was screaming, because literally you're just like, ah. <laughs> John Goodman's got an underrated scream. Yeah, but Holly Hunter's. Is, <laughs> I love you. So I just love him so much. I want a baby. I want a baby. My uterus is craggy. I liked uh, Nicolas Cage's cellmate too. When he was like, "When we didn't have, <laughs> when we didn't oh, have meat, we ate chicken. When we didn't have chicken, we ate fish, and then we ate hair. And then we ate like sand. 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 When there's no crawdad, we ate sand. sand. <laughs> we ate sand. We ate sand. Oh, it was like a Bubba Gump thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, are there good guns in this movie? No. no. What about, what there's kind a, of guns an 870, there's a Smith & Wesson Model 10. There's, there's, there's a lot of action. <coughs> there's I got, dual, uh, there are, grenades. There, yeah, there are Mark II grenades in it. The there are dual wielding shotguns. Yeah. Because, um, what's his name, had two shotguns on his Small dual wield yeah. shotguns. He had two shotguns. What, it, what, what, what other weapons did um, the bounty hunter have? Two shotguns. Two shotguns okay. and, and some grenades. grenades. Can you have a handgun at one point? What about um, and his Whitey and his his flat nose from the the convenience shop had a gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. with the braces. That kid with the braces. Yeah. Holy shit. That was oh, a, that was a monster shot. And and the and the and the one guy that was behind the counter at the Piggly Wiggly or whatever, he had a shotgun too. You know when they ran through when he yeah. ran through the grocery store and tried to steal the huggies from the there. The huggies. Yeah. The dude pulled out oh, that dual that. gauge shotgun and was like. That's true. The oh yeah, the old man. Older it's definitely man. a different aesthetic for the Coen Brothers. Like, yeah, it it was um like we we said it when we were we were watching it. It was like Tim Burton and what was the, uh, what did you you said a Wes Anderson? Yeah, it, it definitely had a Wes Anderson color wheel. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like uh, that yeah. giant crib and the room looked so yeah. it was very like. Pee-wee's Playhouse is very distorted. No, exactly. Yeah, it had some no, royal tenabombs so in there too. 
like the camera angles were so yeah it was so a very different very different every, bring up a, a line i've really enjoyed from it of course when they were interviewing nathan arizona when his kid first got stolen uh-huh. they asked him which baby it was and he said i don't know might be nathan jr kid had on jammies they had yodas or shit on them <laughs> <laughs> and he was just wearing a diaper yeah Kid's just wearing a diaper. Yeah, those kids did but not have dude, jammies. But the like, now nah, he's got jammies with Yodas or shit on him. But like, but jammies. for he me, really fucking appreciated know. that Nathan Arizona yes. at least understood what a Yoda is. The actor died like a year and a half after this movie. Oh, oh really? I was gonna say I'd never seen him really before. Uh, he was in Bull Durham. Uh, oh, also, my notes time, say he was in Twins, so he is a quad pro quo alum. Really? He's, he's not no, 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 he, no, 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 I know who he is. He's, he's, he's the Texan that was buying the microchips. He's a beetroot. He's beetroot. He's beetroot McKinley. Oh. He was beetroot no McKinley. Yeah. But I knew I recognized the dude's Look face, so I had to go IMDB and him. I recognized John. him from Bull Durham, but. Good job. Greedy, right. you still got like three minutes left. Is there anything else you want to add? I think that my movie was the better movie. Okay. Despite. Not being represented in the chosen categories. Okay. So uh, okay. I think that Raising Arizona is a better movie. Uh, unbearable weight of massive talent. <clears throat> I love it too, but I could see it being like a little self-serving and, and hollow at times it's where Arizona is going to be a warm, well-paced story with top-tier supporting cast. And if it's it's the best, or my name isn't Nathan Arizona. All righty. Ooh, I like it how is you one, threw that in there. It is one of the most nuanced roles we have ever seen mm-hmm. our titular actor in. I said I I think that this movie is why Nicolas Cage is the way he is. On mustache alone, it wins. Like I, facts. I gotta say, I love the mustache, and I love I love some of his outfits. That one outfit he, he wears, it's like a knitted collared shirt when they're when he's visiting his boss like it's, it's nothing but 50s bowling shirts he looks man. great i mean he this look great and then the this. gucci loafers and unbearable way to mass and town oh, and when, they, when they slick his hair down the yeah. one time he tries to look uh, around uh, i think Again. it's so cute how he is <laughs> such a fuck up for so long and then he really is trying the best that he possibly can. And again, like, he just looks like another quad pro quo super fan that we're going to shout out to in Raising Arizona. He looks just like our super fan, Randall. Shout out to Randall. You think? What? I think so. He I looks like he Ra- looks anything like Randall. I got Randall vibes. I don't know if he, he truly he, looks he, like Randall, but I got Randall vibes yeah. watching Racing Arizona. Randall's my favorite tall guy. Oh. Randall's everyone's favorite mm-hmm. tall guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Well, those are the two cage match movies. Now we are going to vote. All right. First category. Movie with the best cars. I'm, I'm, I'll go with a variable weight of massive talent. Because I will say this. I feel bad saying this. I didn't really notice that Porsche. I did notice the, the Rover, which I thought was really cool. I noticed the dope. three things they hit with that Porsche. Yeah. They actually used 14 different cars. For the LSD scene. Ooh. Just so you know. And Javi did Every all one of, of his was own a uh, stunts and no one was hurt during well, the wheelies. Nice. The wheelies were amazing. Okay. <laughs> Tammy, which, uh, well, I'm assuming you're picking your own. I am picking my own. Okay. John? Oh, I'm picking the Land Rover. Okay. So that's unbearable weight. Matt? The Porsche from the acid scene and unbearable weight of Master Talent. And Guido? Yeah, it's unbearable way to mess up. Okay, a, I can't compete. There's a Ferrari in it. <sighs> That's one point for unbearable weight. Oh, it's right. a Ferrari. In it. All right, best line from a movie or best meltdown. I'm gonna go because <laughs> it wasn't just that. Every single time John Goodman yelled, I just couldn't. Do. I'm like, why are they yelling so much? When he comes out of that mud, I'm like, you're supposed to be escaping. Not well, H.I., who, who wears the pants <laughs> so in this relationship? So loud. Tammy? I actually also chose, for the best meltdown, I, I picked Raising Arizona oh. because Holly Hunter truly did have several meltdowns. Dude, she is so awesome in, this, in that movie. <laughs> John? Hysterical. Uh, Raising Arizona was a writing masterclass. It like, is. Matt? You're Nick Okay. 
Cage. That's my vote. Nick Cage smooch is good. Nick Cage smooch is good. Here right. I have to pick my own movie. Okay. All right. All right. We're tied up now. Movie with the best supporting cast. Ooh, toughy. I'm personally picking, I'm going to pick Raising Arizona. I okay. think like Holly Hunter, Francis McDormand is dip tap and John Goodman <laughs> and I, <laughs> the dip tap alone is, is, is killing it for me. So I'm going to pick Raising Arizona. Tammy? Same. Because I, I think it was really only Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage was the big heavy hitters. Okay. John? My apologies to Pedro and NPH, but Francis McDormand and fucking John goddamn Goodman. John yeah. Goddamn. Matt? I'm sorry. I mean, you know what? As as much as I love a Coen Brothers movie and I love John Goodman, but I'm sorry. Pedro Pascal. Granted, yes, it, it, it took one actor from the last the last matchup to make it edge pass. Pedro Pascal fucking took that movie and carried it on his back. Just well, being, it's, a, it's a Pedro Pascal movie. And technically, yes, he was the supporting cast. He was amazing. Nicolas Cage actually liked his part better. Yes. And asked if he could be his part instead. But still, no, no. How so, does that even wait, work? Did he really? <laughs> yes. That would have been a What a Nicolas Cage movie. thing to say. But no, but no. I like yours better. Can we switch? Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but, Pedro, you but, be yeah. me, I'll be you. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm losing this. Uh, my my vote is the minority here, but I'm going I'm going un, unbearable way to massive talent. Okay. You know? I like the best sporting cast in Raising Arizona the most. Uh, I okay. think that they were more evenly distributed in terms of uh, support. Pulling ahead. Okay. Movie with the best gun slash action. I mean, I guess unbearable weight of massive talent. Although I, I think there's a good amount of action in in uh, Raising Arizona, and we get that. Uh, well, I didn't describe any back, of it, but warthog from hail, which I liked that line. Um, but uh, unbearable weight because you got the gold guns. Tammy, same. Okay, John. Uh, unbearable weight. The chase scenes were great. The fight scenes were great. The, it was it was fun. Matt. This basically had the Contra cheat codes because it had the golden guns from Face Off as well. I chose not to mention them, but yeah. As well as, you know, a lot of other guns and a lot of cars and car chasing. So, yeah, unbearable weight of massive talent. Guido? Yeah, two golden guns. Okay. They're two golden 1911 Springfield Armory. Yes. All right. We are tied, which means the last round of best slash favorite movie is gonna break this oh fuck i'm gonna go with raising arizona i really like unbearable weight of massive talent but there were parts where i was like i feel like this is a little slow not slow but i just felt like it was like is this part needed i thought it would be over before it was and then it wasn't (laughs) so i'm gonna go with raising arizona tammy i'm gonna go with the unbearable weight of massive talent i thought it was really funny and there was So so many layers of story going on like i had mentioned before and i don't know it was very it was very good john i first saw raising arizona in like oh two and loved it then hadn't seen it for like a decade watched it again the other day i fucking love this movie like it it wins there's a reason i've loved this movie for 20 years now oh guido I, i really really loved unbearable weight of massive talent in fact i wanted to pick it Oh. Okay, but you chose it before me. Mm-hmm. So um, I chose one of the first Nicolas Cage movies that I loved more than the rest. Oh. And that is Raising Arizona. I love it. Great. I love it from beginning to end. And you know what? Evenly paced from beginning to end. Okay, like it was a mo- it was a good movie. You it know? is evenly paced, yeah. But yeah. which one did would you vote for? I vote best movie, Raising Arizona. Matt. I'm sorry. I love Raising Arizona, but I'm yeah. going to give it to Nick fucking Yes! Unbearable way to mess with talent. So with that, I've tallied up all of the votes and Raising Arizona wins <gasps> by one vote. Raising the best what? movie category. Yeah. So Raising Arizona wins. Raising Arizona wins. I win one to not. I win. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He did. See? Because he won best yeah. meltdown, best supporting cast, and best movie. Yep. So you won three. So you won. So cage match round two goes to Raising Arizona. 
So, Did not see that coming. Yeah, I know you pouted for the most of your explanation of the episode. Okay, so now we're going to take the uh, winner of round one, which is The Rock, and Woo! the winner of round two, which is Raising Arizona, and you're going to pick one for the supreme winner of Cage Match. We're not going to do all these ra- all the rounds. You're just picking your favorite out of the two. I'll yeah, go first. Maybe. You want to go first? I want to go first. Do they go. defend or Oh, it's, it's The Rock. No, we're going. Just it's vote. The Rock. Just voting. The Rock. The Rock. Okay. Matt. The Rock. John, you want me to come back to you? Yes, please. I'm going to pick Raising Arizona. I liked it so much. Ooh. Tammy. Um, oh, boy. Raising Arizona was more my type of movie. I feel like. So Raising Arizona? Yes. Raising Arizona. John, you are the tie breaker. This is how I wanted it to be. Fuck. All right. (laughs) For Supreme Nicolas Cage movie. I wasn't prepared. I know. This is why you're the tiebreaker. This is this was not unexpected. I know. It's great. But I'm so glad it happened. Two favorite Nicolas Cage movies. (gasps) Wow. On the overall. We are really making you choose. Here we are, champ. I'm going to go with The Rock. It was my first love. Oh. It was my first I favorite win. Nicolas Cage movie. Oh. I win the money. The Rock. Yeah, it was hard. There's no money. All right. Well, you heard it here on Quad Pro Quo. The greatest. Also, Nicolas I didn't Cage want Matt to win, by the way. I know. I know. No. It was with my heart, not with No that. one ever. Because honestly, if I was choosing that way, uh, I'd have picked you to lose, buddy. I yeah. Know. Just, you, you I little, know. A little too hoity-toity sometimes. I know. Too high okay. Origi- originally, I wanted to. I wanted to do Mandy. Maybe next well, year I because have had to think at the end here. It would have just been raising Arizona yeah. then. Because next year, this is the first year we're gonna do this again. Next year Maybe. in Jan. No, we're doing it again in January of 2024. Well, Cage has- match round two. For the record, this Can was the- Guido pick Battlefield Earth. This was the 104th movie he started. Nicholas wow. Cage was in, in Battlefield Earth. It was John Travolta, but is that not the same person? <laughs> <laughs> We're deciding not to pick Face Off because that's an ultimate cheat code more than the unbearable weight of massive talent. Not if I'm back. I hate fucking Face Off. Oh, but off. if you we do do, do it, if we do do it next <gasps> year, it's going to be you two against us too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I personally think we should both pick a rom com. Uh, no. I already have one in mind. You're gonna do it. Have it could happen to you. Uh, yeah. You can have that. I'll do. So. You can have that. I'll do honeymoon in Vegas or leaving Las Vegas. No. I don't know. Honeymoon <sighs> in Vegas. Le- Las you're Vegas. gonna make us watch leaving Las Vegas. Fuck yes. Oh god. So I'm going to make you Absolutely. watch. Absolutely. That's what he won his award for. Correct. That does not make yes, it. Yes, he did. Doesn't yeah, mean I want to watch it. Mariska Hargitay's in that movie. His his my movie is gonna make you love his movie. Okay. Okay. What is your movie? I like how we're talking Mandy? about our movies that you now. Mandy. Would you like to watch a vengeful well, uh, fever whoever dream? Whoever picks Matchstick Men's wins. Yeah, well, I was going to pick Honeymoon in Vegas. That's hey, right. Sam, Sam Rockwell wins get, most things. And so. I will get supporting cast with that. We have to have... Terry Jason Parker and James Conn. Thank and, you. And then, and I love James Conn. Me too. All that right. is James Conn. And, and next year, yes, we'll have to have right. our impartial Rest arbiter. In F. <laughs> Oof. All right, well. Yes, you'll have to come back next year. Congratulations. I'm very excited. You're going to be around? Or? Congratulations to Matt for I winning. Round one. Our first annual cage match. Cage match. The Rock. All right, so we are at Quad Pro Quo Pod across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can rate us and review us wherever you listen to podcasts Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, wherever. Do it. And if you have an idea for a theme month, like, you know, we did Nick Cage this month. Creature feature? Creature yeah, feature. No, that did get recommended. Or, okay. yes, we had a recommendation for creature feature. We had a recommendation for 80s animatronic movies. Oh, I, all right. Which we kind of had to look up, and we're not really 100% sure what already that sh- means. Already yeah, shot can, my wallet for that one. The listener, the listener that sent that to us, could they elaborate? We were thinking, like, the Dark Crystal. Yeah. Oh, I was figuring, like, E.T. might count for that. That might count. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in March, we might do a uh, Kurt Russell-themed month. Something like that. That right? would work. So, Allie, uh, your choice next week, uh, quid pro quo. Thank you. My movie came out in 2022. It stars Daisy Edgar-Jones, Sebastian Stan, and was directed by Mimi Cave. We're going to watch Fresh. 
I don't know about Fresh this. Fresh is oh. available on Hulu. Yeah, it's it is on a Hulu, Hulu original movie. It is, you know, I would say romantic until it's not. <laughs> mm. So if you can, interesting. So if you can watch Fresh, if you have Hulu, try to watch it before next week. And until next time, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>